Before we start this episode, I just wanted to say a lot of you have been asking about tour dates. Are we going to be at this place? Are we going to go to that convention? We're going to do a long sort of thing at the very end explaining exactly where we're going to be and when we're going to be there. So if you're interested in tour dates, please stick around to the end of the episode. Anyways, here we go. All right, so we just started recording completely mid-conversation, and then I realized, like, wait a minute, we should just start recording. Eric said something fascinating. Tell tell (laughs) our dear listeners what you said. Well, it starts from, there's a line in the show Scrubs. You know the show Scrubs? Iconic television show from the mid-2000s? Yeah. I love between two guys i have that entire episode memorized oh it's fantastic i'm pretty sure that's like one of like three scrubs episodes that i've actually really oh dude it's a great show it's fantastic well no that's a lot anyway okay sorry anyway yeah Uh, well uh oh there's a show where somebody's talking to dr cox who is one of the main characters he's not like the protagonist but one of the main characters he's an alcoholic he's like just sort of miserable all the time brilliant doctor though anyways somebody says to him at some point you're only happy when you're miserable and i was like 13 when i heard that and i was like how the fuck what well, doesn't make any sense how could you only be happy when you're miserable they're mutually excluded you can yeah. be happy or miserable and so i tossed that idea around in my head for like years and years and years um and until eventually i realized what i think would be a better term there is not happy but comfortable you're only comfortable when you're miserable okay because i identify with that quite a bit <laughs> i think one of my big vices is that i seek comfort a lot i'm always constantly like trying to like lie down and scroll through my phone you know like you that's the most comfortable. You take a lot of naps. I do take a lot of naps. You take a, a, an extraordinary amount Which of there's naps. nothing wrong with Not seeking. judging but I've <laughs> never known somebody who naps as hard as you. Well there's nothing wrong with seeking comfort. No. I just think it's something that's like useful to know about and like monitor. Yeah. Um, but anyways I just think it's really interesting like that was a big point in my life when I realized I'm only it's not that I'm only happy when I'm miserable it's that I'm only comfortable when I'm miserable. When I'm happy like if I wrote like when I'm happy, I don't notice how comfortable I am because I'm like happy. So I'm just like yeah. doing stuff, being happy. But if I am happy and I notice my comfort level, like if I look at that gauge, it's not as high as it is when I'm miserable. Misery is very familiar territory for me. Do you get do you get uncomfortable when you're happy? Because I do. Yeah, absolutely. I get super yeah. uncomfortable. Like I always like I'm like, well, like today, like we went to the coffee shop. Right. And yeah. we were sitting there and you were sitting there and it was like really nice and it was chill and like we weren't really doing anything. We were just sort of like vibing. And Bailey was there and it was a beautiful day and it was sunny and there was a table of like like shockingly stylish women across her, like just, like offensively stylish. Like I was like, <laughs> how like I'm here in my like fucking tank top and they're like fucking fashion models. Um, and I was like, I was like so happy. And then I immediately got uncomfortable because I'm like, it's fleeting. It's, it's going away. It's not going to last. Like you better savor this. Like, and then I just got sad. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's how my life works. Like, well, we used to, I probably put this up on a podcast before, but, um, I took a class called tales of the jazz age in, in high school. It was really fascinating. And we identify, or the, the teacher used this term, the dying fall to identify is very pretentious. And I'm totally here. I for love it. that. What does um, it mean? The Dying Fall, it's from the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, um, the T.S. Eliot program or uh, poem. There's a line in it says, um, I hear the voices dying with a dying fall. Um, and uh, it basically is <laughs> the moment you know what. It sounds like a really pretentious way to describe a Wilhelm scream. Ah! A dying fall. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it's, it's the it's the. A term that we used in class, like I'm not saying this is like a universally used term, but it's the term we used in that class to identify the moment when a character realizes the value and beauty in a moment. Yeah. And therefore immediately is struck by the awareness of the fleetingness of that moment. So the second you realize how awesome a moment is, so too does a timer start 
that counts down to the end of that moment because everything <laughs> ends. And so the moment you realize how nice a moment is, you must also realize that it's not going to last forever. Those two things come together. And so similarly, like when we, when you and I are having like a perfect moment, like when we're on the couch and we're like watching some TV show and like Bailey's there and then like Bailey puts her head on your lap. And so like I put my head on your shoulder and it's just like the nicest. It's, per it's perfect. It's just a perfect moment. Yeah. When I notice that, I also notice, well, this isn't going to last for, you know, yeah. both on like an immediate level, like this moment is going to end. Eventually the show is going to end or we're going to go to sleep or whatever the hell. But also in a much larger sense, like, you know, one of us is going to die first. <laughs> Sorry, but like, okay. but, you know, on every level, the dying fall is present. And the only way to enjoy something without the dying fall is not to notice the fact that you're enjoying it, which is the more. Worse. The yeah, it's, it's like trying to hold a salmon. The harder you try to hold on to it, the more elusive it is. <coughs> also, sorry, everybody listening to this podcast. I have terrible allergies. I literally just take a COVID test. I'm fine. But I have horrible allergies after moving to Georgia. And today is like the worst allergy day I've had like forever. So sorry, I'm just gonna be hacking through this podcast. That's <laughs> right. Sweet. Thanks um, for leaning away from the mic when you do it. That's okay. Also, I would just like to say that T.S. Eliot, like, he had a few good ideas, but T.S. Eliot also once called Titus Andronicus the stupidest and most unimaginable, unoriginal really? plays ever written. Um, and he is unoriginal. What? Yeah, he said that it was it was one of the stupidest and most uninspired plays ever written. I'm pretty sure that quote is right. I'm gonna look it up. Why? Why? I had it, it memorized for a while because it was the starting. Uh, it was the start of my my thesis. Yeah, one of the stupidest and most uninspired plays ever written. What were his arguments? Um, he he just hated it. He thought it was terrible. But I would say. And then this was the punchline for my like thesis uh, presentation was like, this is also coming from the man who gave us James Corden and cats uh, because like we had to suffer through that because of T.S. Eliot. So frankly, dying fall my ass. <laughs> hi, everybody. It's me, Katie Soros. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was the intro. Yes. Hi. Hello. It's me. Hey, good. Uh, we are. We we were doing that cool thing where we were setting up for the podcast. And sometimes Eric and I just have like really lovely and deep conversations. Oh, and then we're deep. like, start recording. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah. But actually, uh, today's topic is uh, is is ripped straight from the headlines. If this was an episode of SVU, the guy would be like, "We're about two weeks from late." The headlines <laughs> two weeks later. Well, that was like that was always like the timeline of SVU is because like the article would come out and then they would like panic write an episode. So we're like yeah. right, we're like right in that sort of like well, SVU I also wanted timeline. It to settle. Like I didn't want to talk about it while like hot takes were still yeah, coming out. I wanted to like takes. wait to see what. Yeah. Um. But today we're going to be talking about. This is super meta ADHD content on TikTok, on TikTok, specifically, specifically. on TikTok. Yeah, um, because I've so I've been making a lot of non directly ADHD content lately. I've been making a lot of crafting content because I fucking love it and it's doing well, which makes me very happy. Um, <laughs> it's still it started as ADHD content. People ask me quite frequently, like, why do I call it ADHD crafting con uh, challenges? And it's like, well, because it started as I'm supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> but you just mentioned something. And my brain, like, all of a sudden just couldn't fucking stop thinking about it, along with some other reasons that is perhaps for another episode. Um, but either way, I haven't been doing, like, straight EHD content because, frankly, I don't want to make educational content if I'm not very sure that what I'm educating about or talking about is correct. Yeah. If it's just absolutely correct. Um, and it kind of scares me. One, the idea that I could mislead somebody. That I could just be flat out wrong about something. Um, well, not, not that I'm wrong about it. I'm not afraid of being wrong about it. I'm afraid of being wrong about something and nobody telling me. And then not finding out that I'm wrong about something. Sure. Because um, then it's just yeah, there. Yeah, it makes sense. It's terrifying. Um, and I also worry a lot 
when I do like, um, you know, my own experience content, when I talk about like what my experience with ADHD is like, um, I always get a lot of comments of either people saying I have ADHD, but I don't do that. So maybe I don't have ADHD or I have ADHD or, or, or I do do that. Then that, therefore I definitely have ADHD, yeah. which is just not the case. And I've made a hundred million videos making like ex- saying like, just because one person's experience with ADHD is some way does not mean that everybody's experience with ADHD is going to be that way. Or if you have that experience, then you have ADHD. Um, and just, but no matter how many times you clarify that there's always going to be a group of people who frankly are now operating under false information. Yeah. Like when I got a, I got a comment on one of my, um, uh, uh, just like random, I don't remember which, I think it was the loading screen one where I talked about having ADHD is like trying to read a loading screen message that goes away too quickly. <laughs> like you have a thought and you're like, oh, it's there. Oh, fuck, it's gone. Um, and a bunch of people in the comments said like, I don't do that. I must not, like I, ha- I thought I had ADHD, but I don't feel that way. So I must not. And that really just scares the shit out of me. And the idea of like putting that out into the world and making people feel worse about their mental health rather than better yeah is a really scary thing to me um so anyways just that's sort of what i've been thinking about with adhd content and why i've been sort of leaning away from it or or at least letting it settle in my stomach a little bit because i really want to reevaluate like what my place is in this community yeah well and i think that's important but we need to backtrack a little bit because Yes, excuse me i I covered more ground than i meant to there sorry so basically if you didn't hear a couple of weeks ago I'm going to call it a study, and I feel like a study is a very generous word to use. But so basically, a group of researchers looked at, and I want to be very clear, 100, 100, 100 ADHD TikToks, or TikToks about ADHD, using, and this is another sort of like thing, only the hashtag ADHD. So basically, they went onto TikTok, they searched hashtag ADHD. And then they looked at the first hundred videos that popped up and they excluded videos that didn't have anything to do with ADHD or if it was just like a person who had ADHD. So they were like using the hashtag is like, I'm part of this community, but this video is just like, you know, a dance trend or whatever. Um, and then out of that, that set of 100 videos. So I think it wound up being like they maybe looked at 150 to eliminate, you know, the videos that didn't have anything to do with ADHD. No, I think I think it was exactly a yeah, well, I'm the, saying they like they found the top 100 that had to do oh, with ADHD. Okay, excuse me, I'm sorry. But there are some in the top 100 that are like a dance trend of just a very popular TikTok creator, but like who like just has ADHD. You know what I mean? So out of those top 100 collection, they looked and they were like, okay, how many of these are presenting factual information? And of that factual information, how much of that information is correct? And how much of that information is either like misleading or not correct? And basically of that, like a hundred video, it was what it was like 70 percent, 52, 52. So 52% of those videos were determined to be misleading. Um, and this study made headlines like this study had a lot of media coverage and like a lot of coverage on TikTok in both like pro the pro world and the con world. Um, but I have so many fucking issues with this study. Like, I don't even know where the fuck to begin. Um, but one thing that I think it did highlight was the idea of what is misleading information. What is incorrect information? Because, like, there's a difference between, you know, 
saying, I, I don't even have a good example, but you know, it's like plants are green because they need the sun to survive. Like that's technically a correct statement, but it's misleading in that it leaves out the rationale behind it and excludes an important mention of chlorophyll. You know what I mean? So like a lot of the videos that are made on the ADHD hashtag are either frankly wildly incorrect. You know, everybody with ADHD is secretly a mind reader. We all can read minds. It's like, no, baby, that's a trauma. That's the trauma. That's what that is. That's that's his trauma. You're not fucking psychic. You're fucking you have trauma. Um, and then there's like the secondary of like people just being flat out fucking wrong. Um, and it was it's tough as two people who educate about ADHD for our jobs, because now we have people looking at what we do in a way that we frankly never had before. Um, and you will notice, Eric, well, I have noticed that it was right around the time that that article came out that, boy, did my numbers drop. Boy, did my shit start getting suppressed. Doodly, doodly, doodly. I'm, I mean, it's not even it's not. The, but here's the thing. And it also ties like this is a little conspiracy theorist, but it's really not because it's like on the fucking record. But a lot of those online therapy apps like Done and BetterHelp and those things that are can be somewhat duplicitous and somewhat, you know. Uh, shall we say profit oriented um they pulled out of advertising on tiktok and they pulled out of advertising on instagram because their ads kept getting pulled down for misinformation and so when that happened a lot of the advertising revenue that tiktok was getting surrounding mental health content left the platform and so tiktok has stopped showing people as much mental health content like mental health content across the board like viewership and stuff has gone down because of that. And so when you have the situation where there is a lot of misinformation, but also like the study itself is a study in misinformation, <laughs> it's really frustrating, you know? And so I don't like, I don't know if you had like a specific thing that you wanted to talk about about it, but that's kind of where I'm at is like, I'm just really frustrated about the fact that like, you can work so hard to be ethical and research well and do everything correctly. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like we are still at the whim of an algorithm that is absolutely impacted by outside sources like advertising revenue being pulled by, you know, therapy companies or a group of board researchers deciding that 100 ADHD videos are like indicative of a platform of millions of people. It takes me a week to make 100 videos like. <laughs> it's like less than a month of like content like i don't understand yeah well i mean for one just for the study i want to clarify that um the researchers in this study did what researchers do which is when they're going to conduct the study they looked at how other similar studies were conducted and then followed those methods it doesn't make it good though. it doesn't make it good but they, they either way they did it wasn't duplicitous. It was they were doing an, an honest job, if not a good one. They were still yeah, doing it. I don't think they were doing it to be like sneaky no, or no, bad, so. but they did a shitty job. And it's also I mean, I it's also an, an, an impossible task. I mean, we're talking there are millions and millions and millions of ADHD YouTube videos on, on yeah. TikTok, you know. And so I think even the undertaking itself is like, how do you how do we quantify that? You fucking yeah. don't like I mean, you can't like in in an. Every hour, there are several thousand more. Yeah, but there's um, also like a sociological context to it that bothers me. What's well, how do you because figure? like there's there's a fundamental lack of understanding about how the platform works in the choice to use hashtag ADHD. 
because I specifically on nearly all of my videos, I never use hashtag ADHD because hashtag ADHD is a lot of times used as like lol ADHD. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm so wacky. Hashtag ADHD. Right. Whereas like if they had looked at ADHD education or ADHD uh, advocate or AD, right. like anything that was more educationally driven, I think that still would have been far more informative. But instead, you wound up with the top 100 videos that are mostly memes, mostly very generalized content, and mostly, I don't want to say wholesale or intentionally misleading, because I think people don't intend to like, they don't wake up and say, I'm going to lie to people on the internet. But like, I keep coming back to the mind reading one, because that is one that keeps coming up in my world of like, well, I'm not good at telling what people are thinking. I guess I don't have ADHD. Or like, yeah, I, I tend to know what people are thinking. I must be magic as opposed to like, I'm hyper aware because I'm traumatized from living in a world as an undiagnosed neurodivergent person who was told over and over and over again that I was doing things wrong. And now I'm constantly like hyper like vigilant and like hyper like looking for people to be mad at me. And I'm like, that's a real problem. And that's a real issue that needs to get solved by very real therapy. That's not make a TikTok about how like, oh, I don't like the vibe, so I must be psychic. I just I don't like it. And like whether or not you believe is like psychics as a whole, like that's not what I'm talking about. You know, believe what you want in terms of that. But like in conversation with this idea that like knowing if somebody is mad at you or whatever, that's not being psychic. That's hypervigilance as a result of trauma or just being a perceptive person. It doesn't have to be trauma at all, but it's still misinformation either way. Well, I think one of the things that I wanted or that I feel and think about making ADHD TikTok, ADHD content on TikTok. And I think, I think that video is a good sort of uh, uh, case study. So there, there was a video posted a while ago by a creator. Um, who, I mean, there's been more than one too. There's, 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 there's one, a yeah. bunch of them now. There was a notably successful one. And then there were several after that. We're basically the premise of the video is people with ADHD are basically psychic. They didn't necessarily claim that we're literally psychic in some magical way. They were talking about how people with ADHD do this. We, we are able to predict whatever, but it was either way. It was a very experience oriented thing. Yeah. It was this person saying for me, it sometimes feel like I'm psychic. which if you really word carefully, if you really say, you know, for me, it sometimes feels like. I'm psychic because I can whatever. And you really express that this is a personal experience thing. Sometimes it feels like this is the case. If you really worded it carefully, I could, I could understand. I could, I wouldn't say I would get behind it, but I could understand where they're coming from. They're trying to make light of something, uh, you know, of some thing that is relevant to their mental disorder. Um, which is, I think there's a place for, you yeah. know, making light of things that yeah. can be trauma based. Yeah, shit. absolutely. But the problem is, is when you know that that video is going to be seen by a fuck jillion of people, you have to be very precise about your language because it's really not about what you say. It's about what people are going to hear. Yeah. And what really scares the shit out of me is I've noticed that if you just come out and say people with ADHD are basically psychic, which this very popular person did. Um. People are going to hear people with ADHD are basically psychic. However, if you do the other end, the one that I was pitching before, if you clarify very precisely and choose your language very carefully to make it clear that you're using an analogy to, to, to clarify a personal experiences of yours 
if you do all the right stuff or what I consider to be the right stuff when you're talking about personal experiences, clarifying that this isn't objectively true, this isn't science based, this is just me talking about my personal experience. Even if you do all that stuff, a vast portion of people are still going to hear just that one part. People with ADHD are basically psychic. And that's what scares the ever loving fuck out of me. That yeah. No matter like as a creator, no matter how much I qu or qualify and clarify that I'm speaking from personal experience, this isn't across the board true. This isn't based on science done. This is just what it feels like sometimes. No matter how much I clarify, I still get a huge percentage of people who watch any given video who seemingly think that I'm saying that it is blanket true and this is true for you and this is true for everybody. And if it's not true for you, then you don't have ADHD. Either way, I've always, you know, since I started making TikToks about ADHD, I've always sought to be very clear when I'm referencing science, like this stuff is studied, you know, this, this stuff is resolved to be true in the consensus statement or whatever, or one study comes out that suggests something. Now, everybody remember, this is just one study. We don't know for sure. Like whenever I'm talking about science, I try to be very clear exactly what I'm saying. And whenever I'm talking about personal experience, I try to make it very clear that I'm talking about personal experience and this is not rooted in science. This is rooted in my own experience, all that stuff. But after almost two years, uh, well, yeah, Jesus, almost two years of being on TikTok, um, making content like as close to every day as I can get, I started realizing that there's n in a lot of ways, there's not really a difference because it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what they hear. Um, and that's what sort of scares the shit out of me about ADHD TikTok content is it's seemingly no matter how fastidious you are about your wording, there are going to be a large portion of well-meaning good people who take it in a way that is harmful to their mental health and harmful their, to their understanding of their own ADHD or their own neurodivergency. Yeah. And that scares the living fuck out of me. And it also makes me mad that some people just go, I don't give a fuck. Give me those views. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that's what I get frustrated about. Like, I'm thinking this also ties really well into that fucking tweet that Elon Musk sent out about like how one time he heard from somebody that Wellbutrin isn't a good drug. So therefore it should be completely taken off the market and an Adderall can cause anger issues. So therefore everybody should steer clear like, of Adderall what are you doing. And I made a video about it. And actually, a lot of creators made a video about it. And it was fascinating to see the results of those videos because almost every creator had the same experience where we all sat down and we made a video. We're like, let's talk about this statement. Let's talk about how dangerous this is. Let's talk about the responsibility of having a platform and whatever. And a bunch of people came into the comments and they either said they said one of two things. They said, so you're just so you're saying that you know, Elon Musk doesn't have a right to free speech. And I was like, no, I did not oh say that. God, and then no the second one was, bullshit. well, I had a bad experience and a well trained. Therefore, like people deserve to be informed about it. And he's right to say something. And a I'm tweet like, from Elon Musk is does not count as being informed. Well, and the, you're informed and, about what bullshit and Elon then, Musk tweeted. That's well, and it's like and I, and I got so and the vibe with Kai, who is a creator that I love and admire so deeply had the same thing happen to him this morning. He made a video about like, hey, Wellbutrin literally saved my life. It literally is the thing that kept me alive. And somebody was like, yeah, well, and some other creator posted a real shitty video that was, you know, about like, well, I had a bad experience. And Kai was like, yeah, different for everybody. That's a point of the video. Like, you know, 
And I was like, and I just, I fell for him so much because it was, it was that same thing. And I was like, I am not saying, saying that Elon Musk does not have a right to say whatever the fuck he wants, but saying whatever the fuck you want when you have 90 million followers on a platform that you're going to own in three days, like that carries far more social responsibility and ethical responsibility than just some random, you know, with, with like just yelling into the parking lot at Denny's, like, I don't like Adderall. Like, great, cool. Nobody cares. But when you have a platform, you have a social and ethical responsibility. You have a moral responsibility, whether or not it's against the law, whether or not like, you know, could I get on TikTok and just tell lies about ADHD for views? Yes, I absolutely could. And sometimes, Eric, on days like today where I got 86 whole new followers because TikTok is suppressing the fuck out of my content for whatever fucking reason. Sometimes I'm really fucking I'm mad now. Sometimes I'm really fucking tempted to make a real salacious video or really like broad overly overly generalized video or make the video about like, did you ever like feel like you're, you know, but morally I can't. And like as an as an educator and an advocate, I can't bring myself to do it. And the 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 anger and the frustration and the the fed upness that I feel looking at people like Elon Musk and some of like the larger creators on TikTok who just go on and say whatever the fuck they want to say for the views or like for the like, oh, you know, I'm going to be controversial and, and stir up views that is hurting people. It's hurting people. It's 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 negatively affecting people's mental health and it's just like i i'm scared all the time too like i like i work really hard to be right i work really hard to do the research and read the studies and quote the studies properly and make sure that what i'm saying comes with you know good research and fact and you know but even then the same thing happens to me like oh well this doesn't happen to me therefore i must not have adhd or you know whatever it may be and it's it's just I don't know. It's like sometimes I, I really wonder, like, am I doing good? Like, am I actually doing good? Because it's like for every person who says, yeah, you know, like your content has helped me. Are there other people who are watching my content going, well, I did bad in school. And she talks a lot about being, you know, a burnt out gifted kid. So I must not have ADHD or whatever, like misplaced assumption that they have. And I don't know, you know. It just makes me sad because it's like I got into this to help people. And the more that I do this and the hard, but like it, it feels like the harder I work, the more pressure there is to be something for everybody in a way that's just impossible, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a danger in generality, Yeah. Um, both in making general statements, but also just trying to make, I think the more general your content is, the less, well, eh, that's a larger claim that I want to make, but I mean, it certainly makes you want to de-specify or de-specialize, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, that's why I think I've, I think I've been doing this subconsciously, but the more I think about it, it sort of comes more into my regular consciousness. Um, but I've been, rather than trying to say specific things about my experience with ADHD or even specific things about studies and shit coming out about ADHD. Um, I just want to be unabashedly a person who has ADHD yeah. just doing stuff so that, 
you know, I mean, one of the most, the best things that has happened to me in like a year, probably more than that, um, or the most like spiritually nurturing, I'll say, <laughs> um, was when I made, uh, I posed a crafting challenge uh, to, to TikTok. I said, make me a bridge out of tape or a hammock out of tape that can hold as many eggs as possible. And a bunch of like kids, you know, like 12, 13 year old kids would send, they sent me their videos. They Aww. like tagged me in their little videos and they're like sitting there in just like a room, you know, and their parents won't buy them like you know, power tools and whatnot. So I just got to craft with whatever they have. And they're like saying, okay, um, I didn't have this. So I had to go downstairs and find that. And as I was rummaging through my dad's workshop and I, and I found this thing and actually it turns out it works pretty well. And like, that was me as a kid, dude. Yeah. Like that was me as a kid. And like, it felt so useless to do that. Like it felt like, you know, what I had, nobody was buying, you know, I didn't do my homework on time. I couldn't do the reading, but I could do that. Like I could have some weird idea on a Saturday and make it work. Despite the fact that I don't have a car and can't drive to home Depot. And the fact that those kids got to spend a day doing that is the most meaningful thing in the world to me. And so I've been trying to lately, um, just be period, (laughs) just be the person that I have always been that I, that I never, that never felt valuable, that never felt employable, but just do that. And that, cause you can't misinterpret that, you know, you can't misinterpret seeing a guy happy doing weird, random shit. (laughs) And those fucking kids, man, I just hope they know that. I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Well, hey, that's it for this episode. I like that we, like, I got so mad and then Eric got super emotional. And that was just like a really, like, that was like a very, like, ADHD episode. Like, I just feel that was an emotional range. That was emotionally all over the place, but I'm fine with it. Speaking of being all over the place. (laughs) Hey, I did not see that. Seamless fucking segue. Right on. We actually have a bunch of stuff to talk to y'all about. Of course. In terms of where we're going to be, what we're doing. We're really, really excited. Um, But so this this next segment is going to be a little bit long but please listen because it may pertain to you yeah. if you live in the following places yeah um so basically uh we are getting our tour uh date set for the rest of the summer and into uh fall and we have some really really exciting ones coming up um first and foremost we're going to be at frolicon in atlanta uh in uh, uh starting may 12th um so just in a couple of weeks um so if you see us there say hi uh, unless you're naked, then wait until you're wearing clothes, then say hi. Cause I get awkward. It's fine. <laughs> um, we're also going to be at Momocon uh, in Atlanta. Um, and then we're venturing all the way to scenic Watertown, New York for NoCoCon, um, June 10th through the 12th. Um, and then we're going to be back at Play on Con in Alabama. Uh, we love Play on Con is our one year conversary of that was our first con that was, ever. There was our first con in my first day, first day living in Atlanta. Yeah, we rocked up to my house at four o'clock in the morning, uh, threw our shit in the washer, slept for like three hours and left for play on con because air like the car had broken it was, it was a, it was a fucking, fucking journey we almost drove the rented u-haul like yeah to, to this fucking little location <laughs> in the woods play on con. Uh, so, we're, so we're gonna be doing that um after that we're gonna be at gen con august 4th through the 7th in indianapolis uh we we're, are only sorry you go 
Well, I was going to say, we're going to be doing a live show with Dice Cream. Yeah, we're going to be doing a, a live show with an incredible cast. We've got live we've D&D got show. Live D&D. We've got Dice Cream. We've got Whipjack. We've got Grey Gentlemen. We've got, so, oh God, fuck, I forgot a bunch of them. But they're, it's going to be so dope. It's going to be the best thing. I'm super excited. Um, then we're going to be oh, at Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Dragon Con uh, in Atlanta. We're vip guests at oh Dragon my gosh Con are we year. really yeah we're wow. fancy boys year this year i'm also i'm gonna announce it now to keep myself accountable because if you've made it to this part of the, the podcast you might care about this kind of thing um i want to make a site of lost grace from elden ring these little little things that are like glowy and, and whatnot they're sort of if you know you know what they are um anyway so i'm gonna be there with a site of lost grace you know sitting there refilling my flasks and stuff that's so, good you should have like a, like that. you should have like water bottles like you have like little like oh yeah like, little, like oh. snacks we can have like snacks all right new goal i'm gonna get the actual thing done early so then i can make a bunch of cool like elixir flasks and stuff like that'll that that'll be that'll be dope that'll be pretty cool uh okay so the next one is a really big announcement um we are going to be uh very fancy vip guests um on the geek boat which is a cruise that is happening November 7th through the 14th. Um, what is a big deal about it is that we are going to be running, uh, I believe, three different D&D one shots on the cruise. So we're going to be DMing. This is also, I think, news for Eric in this moment based on <laughs> yeah, his facial is. reaction. Well, I thought we were going to do like what we did at Momocon. We're, we're going to do we're going to be doing live podcasts, but we're also going to be doing one shots that you can play with us on the cruise. Oh, OK, so we're DMing the one shots. Yes. Um, oh, and yeah. I think we're also doing a live podcast. I need to check. Um, but if you want to check that out, you can go to geekboat.com. Um, but like I said, it is a cruise, but tickets are they're selling really well. Um, so if you're like, hey, I've always wanted to go on a cruise and I also want to hang out with Katie and Eric and like half the cast of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, right. We're like Miss, Mr. Gibbs is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy with the, the, guy with the, with the spoon eye. in his eye, or the remember. fork in his eye. He's going to be there. Uh, there's like, yeah, there's like a weird amount of care of uh, actors who are on Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> who are going to be coming on this cruise as well, which well, I'm just saying I'm fucking winning piracy. You really I'm winning piracy. You have downloaded a car. I have. I have down. I would download that a was car. Fu- that was funny. Come um, on. That was fun. And lastly, uh, we are going to be doing uh, Spanksgiving in uh, St. Louis, which is another uh, BDSM slash kink convention. Um, so we are we're getting around, um, but we're also trying to do it, you know, as safe as we possibly can. So we're taking sort of like a month in between things just to make sure that everybody's safe, everybody's healthy, all of that good stuff. Um, but if you are like, oh, God damn it, I live in Utah and you're not coming to utah reach out to your local con reach out to your local convention most of the conventions that we're we're picking up these days and and getting invited to are just because folks in in whatever town have emailed the organizers and said hey we know these people um and frankly we want we want to get around we want to tour we're really excited um cons and and tours are some of our our best opportunities to meet our community and get to know you all um <laughs> looking at you you know who you are you know you know the og friends the og <laughs> friends the super the super cool kids the you know who friend. it is you know who you be um so yeah so please if you want more information or whatever uh you can go to infinitequestpodcast.com slash tour dates um and that is where all of that information lives we got links to all of those different conventions this is getting really long but we've got a lot of conventions to go to it is and if you got if you made it this far the secret code word is flip flop. You don't stop. That was off the top of my head. That was, that was really first. good. I didn't even, I didn't even good. start thinking I until tell I got to you've word. You've had improv training. That was so good. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's it. Um, but like I said earlier, um, we are really this this year, uh, 22 into 23, we are, you know what, I'm can I have five minutes to be vulnerable? Yeah, please. So I'm really struggling with TikTok. I think I've been very honest about this. Eric, on the other hand, is fucking crushing TikTok. And so it's like, it's it's well, great. I'm still not making um, any money, but, but sure. Uh, it's one of those things where like, as we continue to sort of move our audiences and our and our platform to other places, um, what we are realizing is that we have a community. We have we have built a community and it's it's amazing and it's extraordinary. And we are so grateful for all of you. Um, and so your support is what allows us to do stuff like tour and meet you all and play Dungeons and Dragons and all of the wonderful, incredible stuff that we get to do to add. Oh, my God advocate and educate about neurodiversity and accessibility and it, it really means a lot to us so if you are interested um in checking out those cons feel free but also you know what is free you know what doesn't cost you a, a dimerino nary a cent tell your friends about us tell your enemies about us like too many times like get really <laughs> annoying with them like annoy your enemies with us yeah um, do that thing like in the old high school movies where you'd go to like the top of the stairs and throw a bunch of flyers down yeah, and they would like, fly like last everywhere. day of school you got to throw you like yeah, all the exactly, papers up in there um but just have it be flyers about infinite quest party at chad's house his parents are at the boathouse we gotta go <laughs> um calls down step boats there uh, Fuck. <laughs> but one of, one of the things um with infinite quest is that your support is what makes this possible um and a lot of that has to do with word of mouth and and you know writing to your convention organizers and telling us or telling them about us or you know having us on your podcast or you know inviting us to play D on your stream or whatever we want to do that stuff so please always feel free to reach out you can email us at ask at infinitequestpodcast.com um we are always around we are always eager we are always willing if we can make it work with our schedule um but we want to keep growing infinite quest and we want to keep making this a thing that we get to do every week and and we keep looking forward to it every week so if you don't mind supporting us that way we would certainly be grateful and if you want to toss a, a buckaroo our way you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash infinite quest but i have talked for fucking forever so i'm going to shut up so from all of us here infinite quest take your drink water eat your snacks meds meds remember remember kindness medication five gum five feels <laughs> And remember, we love, love you. <laughs> Sarah Huff. No shit.